Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and we are back at it another time. Again, if I have not welcomed you to 2021 yet, welcome aboard. And we like to swim in the deep end of the pool, and I hope you will find yourself there with us today. We are going to be discussing one of my most favorite topics personal power. And I love personal power because that is what recovery is all about. And again, regardless of what you are recovering from or where you're at in recovery, personal power should be a common desire that we all have, right? It says in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, lack of power, that was our dilemma, right? We are powerless over our substance, over our behavior. And then as we work through the steps of recovery, we start to feel something going on. And all of a sudden, things we were afraid of, we're not afraid of anymore. The things we didn't think we could do, now we're finally easily able to accomplish them. We can go anywhere, we can do anything, we can accomplish and achieve great heights. My friend Chaz, so proud of him, he was a high school dropout and he had some legal problems, let's say, right? You can, I'm not divulging or breaking his anonymity. Chaz is perfectly a wide open book, just celebrated four years of recovery. Anyway, so Chaz, high school dropout, questionable legal background, went, got his GED, got his legal things cleared up. Then he went to EMT school, going to be a firefighter. This guy is just a badass example of personal power and how to attain it in recovery. And there's incredible examples. I mean, you hear stories from my daughter, Carol, or, or Angie, or, or Wendy, or anyone out there who's involved in recovery, they will tell you that understanding and recognizing personal power is one of the most exciting things that we do in recovery. That is why even in step 11, it's sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out, right? That's what it's all about. Lack of power is our dilemma. In step one, we, we understand our depth and degree of powerlessness is only that defeating where we have to admit complete defeat, like every bit of power I thought I had, I didn't. And if I had any power, it was only the power to kill me. There was no resurrecting power, as we talk about in the word of God as a Christian. I want resurrecting power. I want the power to rise up through any circumstance 
and know that if I'm willing to persevere at the end of it all, I will have gone through something traumatic, something experiential. Sometimes I don't feel very powerful going through it, but when I get to the other side, I've got a new sense of my personal power, which will encourage me to do even greater things. And you know what it also does? It helps us help other people because other people coming in after us feel the same way as we did when we realized that lack of power, that was our dilemma. And then we help them overcome that fear, that concern, that challenge that would keep them from being honest long enough and in the right areas to understand where their seat of power is as well. One of the most exciting things I do is re in recovery, and I've been doing this all along, once I realized that the program is designed, the program of recovery is designed to teach me to get outside the box. It helps me feel safe inside the box. Then it tells me I can go anywhere, I can do anything, and it encourages me to look at other avenues, whether it's spiritual, sitting down with a priest or a rabbi or an imam or a pastor, to go to psychologists, to actually go to therapy, to get some physical, uh, spiritual, emotional, that whole blend, that eclectic approach to becoming well. It encourages me to get all those things, to go to a doctor, to get physically fit, to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist to help understand some things that are going on in my mind as my neurotransmitters are beginning to fire and things I wasn't afraid of. I now I realize I am and how to overcome that fear so it does doesn't, is, it doesn't work as an inhibitor to me accomplishing things, right? That's what personal power can bring us. And so one of the most exciting things that I do as Recovery Guy is I research, I look for things, I, I find a topic, right? I'm sitting in my podcast studio or driving on the road wondering why the other people can't drive. You know what I'm talking about? And I, and I start thinking of things, and especially as I get close to the time where I sit in my podcast studio and begin developing content, and this is no different. So I'm sitting, I'm thinking personal power. So I just Google at night and I start looking across some things and read some different authors. Obviously, Tony Robbins, gosh, is like, like the most world-renowned coach, Jay Shetty, right? With his On Purpose uh, podcast, unbelievable as well. But obviously, Tony is like the master of masters, the incredible coach, author, motivational speaker. And his primary mission in life is to help introduce me to personal power, and if I have any, to elevate what I currently own. Zig Ziglar was the same. Napoleon Hill. There's so many people out there that help us achieve and understand the greatness that is within our reach and actually assigned to us by our Creator to be in His image and likeness this incredible version of who we can be. And if you haven't heard it before, I'll tell it to you now. And if you have, you're going to hear it again. My middle name is Moore. So when it comes to personal power, my middle name is Moore. I, I can't get enough power. Not power for me in terms of look at me, look what I'm doing, look what I'm accomplishing. 
although I have a tendency sometimes to show off, but my pride always catches up with me. But my personal power is to help me understand, digest, transform things so I can be an influential difference maker in your life. And going on 35 years of personal recovery, isn't that what you want me to be? Don't you want to be aligned with a person who never stops growing, who doesn't feel that the word enough should even be in my vocabulary? You know, I settle, I claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection, but it doesn't mean that I don't strive for greatness. I don't strive to achieve the highest level, and that's what personal power does. So I came across, I was just searching through things, and what am I going to do with, what's my jumping off place? So I came across this article in Forbes magazine, and it was written by a person named Bonnie Marcus, and I'm going to supply the link for Miss Marcus, uh, and you can read the article. It's an entirety. I've already done it, and I've broken down her response, and I know what is going to work for me, and I'm actually going to go back and read it some more because there's more in there for me. Um, It's well worth the read, uh, and it talks about 10 things one ought to do to create and grow their personal power. We're going to walk through those things today. I'm going to do what I always do and put my little personal twist on it because I want to own it, and then I want to regurgitate it to you just like a, a, a an eagle feeds their young, right? Uh, they go and they find food that's going to work. They take it, they digest it, and they feed it back to to their to their young while they're in the nest because they want them to grow strong, right? And that's what we do in recovery. I mean, that's what my sponsor Jack did for me uh, for his, you know, up to his passing at 44 years. It's what Will does and other influencers in my life. They go out and they sort of find things. They take things to digest things. They learn how to to make it their own and how to articulate it back out. And then I get it and I receive it and I do the same thing. Did you know? I don't know a lot about cows. I'm not a farmer, never been a farmer, and have no intention of being a farmer. But here's one thing I know about cows. And if you know about cows and I get it wrong, just know that I'm going to be partially right here. I understand that a cow has five stomachs. And one of the reasons that a cow has five stomachs is there's five levels of digestion to make sure that every bit of nutrient that is contained in whatever they're eating is fully extracted by the time that they dispose of that material. Everything usable has been worked through their system so they can have all the power that they need to sustain because obviously cows, cattle, whether it's a, a milk cow or, or, or a beef cow, that's what so much of us is sustained by. I mean, if you don't believe me, go to your local grocery store, look at the meat counter, look at all the beef, look at all the milk, right? So, so, but the, the cow digests those things five times to get all the nutrients so it can have all the power to deliver what it needs to deliver to us. So we, if we're milk drinkers or if we're beef eaters, if you're not, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, 
but that's what, you know, in principle and understanding that process is what I want you to pull from that. I don't care if you're a meat eater. I don't care if you're not. I just care that you're recovered and on your way to getting well. That's my concern for you. But here are some of the things that Miss Marcus talks about. And again, the link will be at the bottom of the article. Click on it, read it, observe it, see what Bonnie has for you. Um, and maybe we can compare some notes later on. So the first thing that Miss Marcus says is to acknowledge and declare your ambition. Dang, that is really good. That is the first thing. Acknowledge and declare your ambition. You know, when when I came into recovery, my ambition, you know what it was? To not die. I acknowledged that I wanted to live and I declared my ambition to no longer live the way I was living. That's why I went into a treatment center. That's why I went into Nevada Treatment Center over on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Las Vegas back in February of 1986 because I acknowledged that I wanted to live and I declared my ambition to find a way to do so. Isn't that wonderful? That's the beautiful thing about some of the things that Dr. Marcus writes. She has a master of education. She's, she's an accomplished uh, life coach. Um, I guess there's a great promotion, a great book. I don't know a lot about her. I'll find out more later on about how high achieving women get ahead and stay ahead. So I love her premise on, on things and achieving and growing and never stopping because how far can you get ahead? I'm not quite sure. Get ahead. Maybe there's more get ahead, right? The further we move, the more we achieve the line, the further we move it out, the further we move it out, the more we achieve and so on and so forth. And, and that's the beauty of recovery. It is a journey, not a destination. I don't stop growing until I, until I stop breathing right? And that's how this thing works. So I love that. Acknowledge and declare your ambition and do it out loud. Do it writing. And I'm sure that in, in depth of steps that Bonnie talks about, there's a mechanism and encouragement to do that. The next thing, and I've talked about this before in, in podcasts and in blogs. If you follow me at all, you know I'm a really big person with replacing negative self-talk with positive affirmations. I'm not going to give you the name of this person, but a dear, dear friend of mine, I messaged her when she was going through some things just in the last couple of days. And, and I said, do you even, do you for a second understand what your value is? Do you know how remarkable you are? And this negative self-talk about not being this enough or not being that enough. And I wish I was a little less of this and more of that. You got to replace that because, you know, and, and then I went on to tell this person, I said, someday you will see yourself the way others and I see you. Positive affirmation. And what's really good about this, I've said it before, I'll say it again, good pushes out evil, positive pushes out negative, 
Light pushes out and displaces darkness. That's why so often with with my life coaching and my sober coaching opportunities, by the way, I'll tell you how to get in touch with me at the end of this podcast if you're looking for a life or a sober coach, is I call it the replacement theory of recovery. And I actually learned about it early on in recovery, but primarily as a parent. When I wanted my children to to stop a negative thing or introduce something different in their life where I thought something that was in their life was negative. I didn't tell them, stop doing this, stop doing that. I introduced a positive influence into their life, right? Just like the steps, the 12 steps. I thought I was alone. I thought I couldn't do this. The steps were introduced in my life And the further I walked through the steps, the closer I became to being recovered. So we replace negative self-talk with positive affirmations. And if you don't know what positive affirmations are, I know in Bonnie's article, it'll introduce you to some. But so critical, so necessary, so important. That's number two. Number three, Bonnie says, advocate yourself and others. Wow, so big advocate for yourself and others. In other words, make an argument, stand up for yourself, advocate for yourself. And of course, any good plan of recovery is designed to help me be the best possible version of me so I can do something for others, right? Others, Lord, yes, others. Let this my motto be. Everything that I do, every monotheistic religion of the world, and that's all I can attest to. And I would imagine the Buddhist network and other nature approaches to more, to less um, monotheistic approaches, um, but more open-ended spiritual approaches. It's about other people being the best version of you because we know at the end of the day, we are our brother slash sister's keeper. We are the keeper of others. So I need to learn how to be an advocate for myself and other people. And without acknowledging and clearing my ambition, you'll see how these will dovetail. I love the order that Bonnie put these in and how we replace negative self-talk with positive affirmations. At that point, it begins to empower me to be an advocate because now I understand my value in my positive affirmations. And I can even advocate for you as well, like in the example of my friend. I love this. Ask for help when you need it. Raise my hand. I, I enjoy this so much because I know I'm fallible. Ask anyone who knows me. And they will lovingly tell you, yeah, Robert, Robert comes with his own misgivings. And once I admit it, once I say I need help, I'm setting aside my pride. I'm opening up my degree of willingness. I'm honest. I'm open-minded. And I'm willing to know that I don't have all the answers. But maybe by raising my hand and saying that, please help me. I need help. And and this is where I think I need help. Will you please help me? It really is a strength. Once I recognize where I'm weak, I can then become strong. I then, in number five, I need to speak up and share my voice, share my opinion and ideas. 
They may not be where they're going to be, but until I speak up and I share them and I have the courage to know that I am a person of value and then I become not afraid to raise my hand and ask for help, it then opens the door for me to speak up, share what's going on. Hey, this is what I think about this. This is what I think about that. Hey, I've got an idea to help other people overcome a particular area bondage in their life. This is my idea to do it. What do you think? Once I do that, I'm building up courage. I'm building up the energy. Uh, I'm gaining personal power. Then I can acknowledge my fear. Acknowledge my fear is number six. Very important. As I talked about in, in, uh, Step four, which was Tuesday's podcast, uh, talked about the two things that would keep me from uh, doing step four is pride. I don't need to do it. I'm okay to fear. I don't know what I'm going to find when I get there, so I don't even want to look. And again, fear is false evidence appearing real. I have to acknowledge that certain things I'm afraid of either because I had a neg negative experience or I've never done it before and I don't know if I can. Well, following these steps that Bonnie has laid down, I know the first way to overcome a fear is to acknowledge that it exists. Are you with me? That's a pretty cool step. The next one is so important because it goes into my meditative time. It, it goes into my need for a spiritual and emotional connection and finding my balance, looking to see where I'm aligned or not aligned. And it is to schedule quiet time. Not only do I need quiet time to find my center, to see where I'm at with God in my relationship and the universe around me, Again, if you don't control your environment, your environment will control you. And I'm so glad that Bonnie said to schedule quiet time, put it down, mark it down, have an un unmovable time where I can sit and be alone and relax. I do that every night before I go to sleep. I listen to music. I stay very quiet. I begin resting before I go to sleep. I find meditative times. I do that at least four times a week. I find time. Sometimes I schedule quiet time in between other times. Sometimes it's a half hour of meditative um enlightenment and merit, um, meditative reflection and finding my, my, myself again and relating to God as I understood him. But I schedule that quiet time. I schedule other things. I schedule work. I schedule to go get my oil changed. I schedule time where I'm going to the store. Why not schedule some Robert time? I think you will find this invaluable. Build a supportive network. Man, that just hit it out of the park. A supportive network is so important. It's one of the reasons that going on 35 years of personal recovery, I created a focus group for Recovery Guy. I want a supportive network. 
they're always going to support me as a person because who doesn't need that? No man is an island unto himself. We are created socially. We are social creatures. We need support. We need a network of people who have the, the credibility with us because they've demonstrated caring. That's the supportive side. We just don't want anyone's opinion because it may not mean anything to us. They might not know us enough to know how to support. And supportive people don't always say what we want them to say. Sometimes people say things like, like if you listen to my uh, hostage taking uh, blog, if you read it anyway from, uh, from last week, you'll realize that Bill told me that I didn't have relationships. I took hostages. Wow. He was supporting me though. It may have been painful support, but he was supporting me. So don't be afraid. Build that supportive network. You know, help people get close to you by tell, giving them permission. And once they exhibit caring, right? People don't care what you know until they know that you care right? Let people establish caring on the other side of the coin into your life so you care what they say when they say it. Build a supportive network and it will be an avenue of growth will that will help us grow exponentially. And we never even have to meet these people in this modern day of social media. There are certain people that are so supportive of me, I've never personally met them. But I don't need to. I see them in social media. I know what they're about. I know the message that they're giving me is a message that they're trying to live themselves. Number nine, maintain a growth mindset. Damn, when I read this, I knew Bonnie and I were on the same page. So thank you so much, Miss Marcus, for bringing this to the forefront. I have podcasts, I have blogs on growth mindset for one of the major banks in the country. I actually teach a class called Daily Mindset that I developed through my years of recovery and I just changed it around to be into a corporate mindset with a customer service approach. I love mindset. I love the idea of growth mindset where I pulled some information from psychology today. We need to maintain a growth mindset. And I think what Bonnie is talking about here, these are all the steps. I mean, we could apply steps one through eight that would allow us to maintain. Because I think in steps one, two, one through eight, we're actually developing a growth mindset. So now it's just a matter of maintaining one and growing on it and building on the things that we've done to always be in that growth pattern. Because growth is a relative term to the person experiencing it. And my mindset, my mind is so important. My mind evaluates and helps grow my spiritual, my, my, my emotional, my physical to be in that alignment that Stephen Covey talks about and understanding the various domains and a growth mindset 
always moving forward, always growing, always sharing, always evolving. That's where my mindset, my commitment needs to be. Then finally, step 10, practice self-care. We need to practice self-care. Practice means just to develop, to go through every day, to evolve, to grow, to try, to risk, to find out what works, find out what doesn't work. That's the best way to find out what works along the way. We're going to find out what doesn't work, but we need to practice self-care because the more I practice self-care, the better version of me I will become. Practice, drill and rehearse, as Tom Hopkins would say, the PDR. And I don't need to practice just for the sake of practice. Perfect practice helps refine to perfection. So find out what works from others primarily. Are you, a, are you a mentor? Are you being mentored? Find out what others have done that works for them. Adopt it. Find out how it fits for you and me. And then practice those things. Practice self-care. Find out what makes it better, what makes us better. Find out what's not going to work. Stop doing that and do the things that do work. But we continue to practice along the way. This is a great list. Again, I'm going to use this link. So go to the notes of this podcast, click on the, click on the link where I found this information, uh, from Ms. Bonnie Marcus. Look deeper into these steps. These are great steps, folks. I would not share them with you if I didn't intend to incorporate them. I'm already incorporating them, but I want to see what Bonnie thinks. And I want to grow in those areas because again, my middle name is Moore. I want to become the best possible version of me. So I want to acknowledge and declare my ambition. I want to replace negative self-talk with positive affirmation. I want to advocate for Robert and others. I want to ask for help when I need it. I want to speak up and share my opinion and ideas. I want to acknowledge my fears. I want to continue to schedule quiet time to find that alignment. I want to continue to build a supportive network. I want to maintain a growth mindset and I want to continually practice self-care. I know that you listen to me and others like me because you want to ensure and expand your personal power. Thank you so much for joining this podcast with me today. Go to recoveryguy.org. Go to, um, go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy to give on a regular basis. If for one time gift, you want to go to Venmo, um, at Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three to give a one-time or periodic gift. Tell a friend, share. Find me on Instagram at recovery underscore guy. Find out what I'm about. See if you're looking for a life coach. If you are looking for a life coach, see if I'm someone who would align with you and what you're looking to do. See if I can help make a difference in your life, temporary or long-term. Let's get this thing together. We all 
have been broken in one particular way or another, and we all have a desire to become whole. That is our motto, our theme at Recovery Guy, from broken to whole. Help me help you become well. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.